Welcome to another episode of School PR Drive Time, a podcast produced by NCSPRA. I'm Stacia Harris. I'm on the NCSPRA media team, and I'm the director of communications for Buncombe County Schools. Joining me today once again is Greg Scholl. Hi, I'm Greg Scholl. I'm with Cleveland County Schools in my normal day job, but also on the board with Stacia with NCSPRA. And I'm excited to be here with you today with this podcast. This is a, a really good topic, and I could not be more excited to hopefully get as many listeners as we did on my previous podcast. Yes, Yes, Greg, you're the good luck charm. Everyone wants to listen when Greg is co-hosting. Well, I think (laughs) it's all about the topic. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And speaking of, so this is a great uh, and very relevant topic that we cover today. It's communication with parents and parent relationship management. We all know it's important, uh, but the question is, how do we do it and do it well? So our guests today are Dr. Chad Stevens, Chief Strategy Officer for Parent Square, and Tanae Sump. McLean. She's the Chief Communication Officer with Mooresville Graded School District. We had a great conversation with them. Let's get into it and let's start the show. Welcome to School PR Drive Time. Thanks, guys, for being with us today. To start off, I'd like to have uh, our guests introduce themselves. Uh, Let's start with Chad. You first. Hey, how's it going, Stacia? I'm uh, Dr. Chad Stevens. I'm the Chief Strategy Officer at Parent Square. Um, I've had a 14-year career in schools before I joined um, Parent Square. I was a teacher and a principal and a Chief Technology Officer. And probably most importantly for this conversation, I'm a parent of a senior and a freshman in high school. <laughs> and today, what about you? Yes, so I'm Tanae St. McLean, and I work for Mooresville Graded School District. I'm the Chief Communications Officer, and I've been in this position for a little over 12 years now. Um, My background is in journalism and law, so I've had a long career just doing things that helped me in this position long before coming to North Carolina. Um, I also was a parent. Both of my kids graduated from Mooresville High School in the last couple of years. Awesome. Well, welcome, everyone. And let's just dive right into it. So we're here today to talk a little bit about the importance and the evolution of parent communication and parent relationship management. And just right off the out of the gates, I'd like for each of you to kind of weigh in on, on those topics and, and what do they mean to you? And uh, Dr. Stevens, we can start with you. Well, I think, you know, I think parent communication is evolving. I mean, I think historically, you know, back when I was a principal, that's been a while back, um, you know, before even some of these technologies were out there, communication was really one way. Um, but now communication has to be two ways. Um, we've seen that um, really education has come, you know, at least in my case, into my home for a while. And parents have become more involved and they have a lot more questions. And, and that's a great thing, right? Um, more parent engagement is good for schools. And so, you know, the way I'm seeing it evolving really is around this concept of it's not really just about communication. It's also about engagement, which we know is really important, but it's also about relationships and developing relationships with your community, developing a rapport with your community, and then what kind of tools you can have to to manage that and make sure you're doing it the right way. So I think this field's... evolution is happening very quickly, kind of before our eyes, and I'm real excited to talk about it today. Tanae, what about you? Just to piggyback on what Chad said, um, you know, 
you're right. It used to be, he's right. It used to be um, more a one-way communication. Um, and then with social media, there are things that our parents are finding out before we can even get anything sent out, um, which is a challenge in and of itself. So there's that. And then there's also the fact that like when I started this job, my job consisted of press releases to the local newspapers. And, you know, we, our local newspaper has now went to mostly all digital content. So even that part has changed um, to where it's more direct just to the parents and vice versa. Um, Obviously the pandemic has had a whole other layer, added a whole other layer, layer to parent communication. Um, the amount of information we're having to put out daily, I think, is overwhelming, not just for us, but for parents. So the more that we can streamline it for our parents, um, the better. And that also helps build those relationships because they feel like we're really trying to contact and um, contact them about things and work with them through all of the pandemic um, issues that have come along with public education over the last you know, 24 months. Today, you mentioned the digital publications and with the newspapers uh, in your area. First, first question, are they uh, charging for the subscriptions? And is that becoming an issue with parents trying to access these positive stories or likely not anymore with you and your products? But at one point, did it provide barriers with the positive information also reaching parents, uh, given that circumstance. Uh, in, in our area, we do have uh, subscription-based digital publications, and, and that is a concern. So thank you for that. That's a great question, Greg. We actually have a couple different um, papers. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say papers, even though they're online. Um, and so one of them is free, the Iredell Free News, and they, they are free. Um, so people can access that and they do a great job of any stories we put, you know, posting them to their social media venues and sending out if you have an email subscription, but it is a free subscription, right? You sign up. Um, and then we have our local newspaper um, that was print and um, it still comes out on Wednesdays and Sundays. It used to be a, a daily Um So for that, you do have to have a subscription, but they do post some of their stories online. And for the ones that they post on their Facebook page, I should say, um, you do not have to have a prescription or I'm sorry, a subscription to access the Facebook posts that they put some of their stories on. Okay. And as you kind of look across uh, the range of tools that you have in order to communicate Uh, with parents, and it can be one-way and two-way communication today. What are some opportunities and challenges in your mind as you think about this concept of building and maintaining these positive relationships with uh, your parents and and your stakeholders, especially kind of in in the environment that we're in now? Yes. um, One thing that I work really hard to try to do is be very involved within our community. I live right here in Mooresville. Um, We are, you know, a district of approximately 6,200 students. So within North Carolina, we're not a large district. We're one of the few city districts left. However, um, where I come from, we would be considered a large district. So I live right here in the heart of the community. I'm about, you know, a mile from our central office. I try to make sure that I go to community events. Um, I try to be involved in community boards, Um, not just though as a representative of our school district. I think it's important also to do it as a citizen because that allows 
me to establish relationships that I think sometimes help add credibility. If people know me as a citizen, then they don't always think, well, of course she's saying that because she works for the school district. Um, I have a vested interest in our community and our school is, you know, our second largest employer. And I have a vested interest in, you know, the things that our school district can do for our community as a community member, not just as somebody who works for us. So I think it's really important to be out there and allow people to know me, not just as Mooresville Greatest School District's Chief Communication Officer, but as Tanae McLean, who is a citizen of Mooresville and cares about our community. So I think that helps with the relationships. Great answer. Chad, do you have something to add? Yeah, I was just going to say, and I think, you know, in the when we think about larger school districts, so I'm, I'm kind of smiling. Um, I'm, you can't see me because this is audio, but, uh, you know, my old school district was 40,000 students. It was across 100 square miles um, down near um, NASA in Texas, but also some of our larger customers. And I think about challenges like um, contactability. Can we contact parents? How hard is that? Do you actually know what percentage, you know, when we work with schools, um, you know, sometimes they start off and maybe they can only get to 60% of their families. And so I see challenges around, is your parent contact data clean? How can you get that information? Because you may not be able to do that. So like, I think about uh, my old district had like 13 jurisdictions, so counties, cities within it. Um, That's a lot of information. And then I guess another challenge is really, um, you know, how, how inclusive of you are in those big environments. Um, how are you reaching families that um, speak another language, um, maybe don't have access to technology? And so all those types of things are things um, that I see as challenges that, um, that you know, we really need to solve to, to do effective parent communication. I, uh, can I piggyback on that? Um, we, one of the things that we love when we decided to go with Parent Square is we, wanted to make sure the language barrier was met. We are very fortunate. We are a one-to-one district. So all of our students have access to a device, um, kindergarten through 12th grade. They take those devices home. They have MacBook Airs or the kindergarten and first graders have iPads. Um, We worked with a local, our local cable company to um, make sure that all of our students can have, you know, um, wireless internet at home. If, if they qualify for free and reduced lunch and they take their letter to our local company, they get that connectivity. But one thing that we were dealing with was like um, Chad spoke to just the ability to make sure we're reaching some of our students who speak um, that English is not their first language at home. So one thing that we loved about Parent Square was the ability that when I type it in and I hit send, it's automatically translated. Um, and then with the messaging service, they can respond in Spanish if it's a Spanish-speaking family with whatever language they receive it in. They can respond in their language. I get it in English. I respond in English. They get it in whatever their language is. That is amazing. That has been so amazing this year. And we have had a lot of really positive feedback from some of our EL families saying that that has made a huge difference for them. Well, that is amazing. Let me ask you a question. All right. To both of you, um, as parents, as uh, professionals, how many different tools prior to this have you had to use to attempt communication with as many, if not all, 
of your entire population as possible. And sometimes even within a matter of five minutes, like a snow day or, or whatever, at some point you've had to press the button um, in a lot of different places, I'm assuming, uh, to get this message out. Has, what are some of those that you, that's, how has this helped you consolidate uh, that effort and eliminate some of those previous frustrations? So this is our first year, but already um, I can put everything in Parent Square and I'm really trying to move um, for anyone who's not aware of Parent Square, it's almost like a Facebook feed, but it's within, you know, a private domain, right? And so I can, I can do a post to Parent Square. We still have the ability to do emails and phone calls also, but the post will go as an email or a text and say, hey, there's a new post. Um, so I put the post in, you hit share to Facebook, share to Twitter, share to website. We now have a widget on our website homepage where everything I post goes to the website. I'm able to just to hit, you know, share. Um, in addition to that, everything is automatically translated for the parents who need it in another language. So that part has been amazing because before I had to post separately to Facebook, separately to Twitter, separately to the website, do the phone calls. Um, and I, I, I do have to say that it's made our life much easier because we are continuously adding on to Parent Square. When we started this, we started at the district level. We're very excited about making sure everything is housed now in Parent Square. So next semester, we're rolling out to where our teachers will be able to use it and they'll have that ability to message parents and from their phone, but at the same time, it will come from Parent Square. So it kind of helps keep, you know, their home phones, they're not having to use their home phones for everything. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's been really good. Yeah, and, um, and I'll, so my kid's school does not use Parent Square. Um, so <laughs> I'll answer this on the other end. And I love our kid's school. I'm chairman of the Board of Education Foundation and support them wholeheartedly. But there's a lot of tools, right? And there's there's a lot of things coming at us from different directions. Um, you know, I, I won't name all those tools. Everybody knows. You can pick up your phone and look at how many different apps do you have that um that come from your student school, um, whether that's to pay a balance, whether that's to buy a sports ticket, whether that's to sign up for something. I mean, you name it, they're coming from a lot of different directions. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, as I look into 2022, you know, one of the things that I think uh, we're gonna see is this consolidation of tools. And this actually being something that schools from a relation, I talked about relations at the beginning of this podcast, to have a great relationship, you need to kind of know where your communication is coming from. And some of our, our best customers are, are to getting to that point like today where really parents where, you know, we've seen comments from parents. Well, if it's not on parents Square, then I don't, uh, I'm not, I don't believe it. Like this is where it comes from. <laughs> and I think that's really um, important to developing a relationship. And I, and I think parents are just, you know, I think again, um, with the pandemic, it became really overwhelming. There's all these different sources of information. And so all that being said, we think it's really important. Like all those tools are important. Our goal is to integrate with all those tools to make it easy for folks like today to do their job without having to change and learn a bunch of new tools. 
Well, time is flying and we are um, up against a break. So we want to pause this conversation for just a moment. And when we come back, we want to talk about how the age and demographics of our parents are changing and and how it's important to be able to integrate that with technology. And I also uh, do want to hit on how uh, school choice and parent relationship management are, are tied together. So still lots more to come in this episode, everyone. Stay with us. You're listening to School PR Drive Time. Hello, I'm Molly McGowan-Gorsuch, State Coordinator of NCSPRA, the North Carolina School Public Relations Association. On behalf of the NCSPRA Board of Directors, we hope you are enjoying this episode of School PR Drive Time. This podcast is one of many resources offered by NCSPRA. From engaging professional development to the recognition of your talent through the Blue Ribbon Awards program, membership in NCSPRA has its benefits. We encourage you to follow us on social media and help spread the word about what it means to be a member of a school public relations organization that supports the mission of everyone in North Carolina's public schools. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to School PR Drive Time. We're chatting with Dr. Chad Stevens, Chief Strategy Officer for Parent Square, and Tanae Sump McLean, Chief Communication Officer with Mooresville Graded School District. We're talking about the importance of parent relationship management and the tools that we can use uh, to to handle this important task. And and before we uh, get too far in the conversation, I, I do want to kind of put a point on how parents have choices. And it's so important to work to build those relationships with them so they feel connected, they feel heard. Tanae, can you tell me just a little bit from just from your perspective, how important it is to to bring parents and other stakeholders into the communication uh, world uh, from your perspective? Absolutely. So one thing that um, I'm going to kind of go back to Parent Square, making this a little bit easier is it becomes a lot when you have multiple social media channels um, that even when you're posting a good story, parents will come on and ask a question that may not have anything to do with the story, but that's their place where they can ask the question, right? And I don't necessarily see all of that. And so then they feel like, why aren't they responding? Or maybe it's, it's a negative or not a negative, but you know, a comment. And they think that you're not responding because you don't want to have to, right? You're not being um, receptive to what they have commented. And with Parent Square, what it's allowing me to do is actually have that one-on-one conversation at any given time through the messaging service. So what I've been doing is because I now post everything to social media via Parent Square, they click on it, that automatically takes them to the Parent Square post where they have the ability to comment. And that comes directly to my cell phone as a text message. I can immediately respond um, because it's not ever a case of not responding because I just don't want to have to respond. It's a case of there is so much out there. And I, when, when a parent comments on a post or, or something that's a couple of weeks old, I'm not necessarily going to see that anymore. I mean, I get literally hundreds of emails every day. So even if I get an email from Facebook or Twitter or whatever saying, oh, somebody commented, it's buried because that's going more into my spam folder, so to speak. So that's the other thing. It's really allowing me to start to make sure I'm answering them immediately. Um, And it's giving them that one-to-one with somebody at the district level of the school district. 
so they feel heard that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's big. And I think one of the things that we try to do or not try to do that we do is when it's a post in parent square and um, you, not everybody sees all the comments, right? Your comment goes back to the poster. And so it kind of keeps some of that um, toxicity that we can see on social media um, at yes. a minimum. So that really, it really is about the school and really about the actual communication. It doesn't really cause more headaches for for folks like Tanae in the communications office as these other conversations start, so. It also keeps it within our our school community versus a lot of times people who comment on social media, they are not even parents in our district or, you know. Or state. Or state, yes. (laughs) That's a great point, that's a great point. Great. And, and so as we kind of teased uh, before the break, uh, the demographics of our parents are changing. And I think that's a, a constant challenge that school communicators face. It's you know, wh- where are your parents? How do you reach them? Is it, is it the way they want to be um, communicated with? And so um, Chad, tell us a little bit about um, how you guys kind of had that figured out. Well, I mean, I, I think it's always evolving. I don't know if we've totally got it figured out, but I think it goes right back to what we just talked about with students, right? Um, students interact with technology differently, and we see that parents are beginning to act, interact with technology differently. So when you start to read about, um, you know, different generations, so Generation Z as an example, um, they actually, Generation Z, um, very well, and probably do have pre-kindergarten and kindergarten students in our school systems. And um, the way they want to communicate is going to be quite different than the way uh, that I communicate. Like I, I, I don't mind it. I don't mind an email. I like emails. Um, I don't mind a text message, but um, you know, in the future, you know, we, we joke around internally as like, is communication at the school level going to look like Snapchat or TikTok one day? Those, those, those are real questions that we have to stay ahead of as we think about those changing demographics. And um, since that's our main focus, parent communication, um, we're going to continue to try to stay, you know, really my, my role in the company is to stay one, two, three, four, five steps ahead of that to make sure that we're, we're um, putting out great content. I think, you know, where you'll see us headed is, you know, more video, things like that, um, as we're going and we'll, we'll evolve, right. To keep it at the pace where we can kind of hit all those generations and, and stay in good communication across the board. And I'll just end with, we offer choice, right? So, um, parents have a chance to opt in. Do you want to email? Do you want to text? Do you want app notifications? Or do you want to digest? Do you want to instantly? I think we're always going to offer choice, but we're going to continue to add to those mediums based on what our customers are, are, you know, our customers, customers, which are parents wanting us to, to do so. And Tanae, what, what are your thoughts on that? Just kind of being a school communicator and dealing with that challenge. Yes, um, there is definitely a difference between those parents whose students may now be juniors and seniors and those parents whose students are, you know, still still babies down there in kindergarten and first grade. So that is a challenge. I a lot of times try to use a mix. Um, and the great thing is within Parents Square, like when I send out a post, for instance, I do like a newsletter within that and I try to use a mix, maybe a video, but then I also try to do an article. Um, that kind of helps hit all of the different needs. Um, 
That being said, the other thing that we try to do in Mooresville Braided, because we rely so much on our community, even those community members who are not necessarily parents, um, for instance, in six years, we passed two school bond referendums, um, you know, worth millions of dollars. One was for a new high school. One was for a new middle school that we just broke ground on this morning. Um, and that meant we had to be able to reach not just our parents, but our community. And so we, you know, in, in that case, you're dealing with people that might be even, you know, in their 60s and 70s. And so one thing that you have to really look at when you are reaching out into your community is being able to reach all of that. Um, that's where I am enjoying having the parent square that goes directly to um, the website or social media because it allows it to also reach people outside of our parent community versus just having it go straight to parents. I mean, our parents are gonna get that email and everything and they're the only ones who are gonna get it that way, but it also allows you to share exactly what you shared with parents outside of the community if you choose. Well, that that wraps up our podcast, everyone. We had a great conversation discussing the importance of parent communication and parent relationship management and some of the tools we can use to achieve that. Dr. Chad Stevens, Chief Strategy Officer for Parent Square, and Tanae Sump McLean, Chief Communication Officer with Mooresville Graded School District. Thank you guys for being with us today. We appreciate it. So we had a great conversation today. We hope everyone enjoyed it. And Greg Scholl, thank you for being my co-host today. Well, thank you for allowing me to be here. 